You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Come through the energy. I don't feel like I'm ready. Let me have the lights on. You know, when you read the story of the prodigal son, there are a number of things you learn. And the first thing you learn is that the older son found himself in the presence of the father, whereby the younger son departed from that presence. The second thing you learn is that where the older son was, all provisions was made for because he found himself in the presence of the father and I don't know if you can see today but our father is here so I don't know what need you've come here with but every need any issue will be provided for so ask him why don't you make some noise stop your feet jump and help me welcome Bishop Richard I Thank you for your beautiful blessing. Thank you for the great grace and blessing to be together. Thank you for fellowship. Thank you for the church. And thank you for your word. Let tonight be a blessed time. Let tonight be a time of healing and encouragement and strengthening, Lord. Thank you for the blessing of the preaching of your word. I thank you for the Holy Spirit who will teach us teach us all things I give you praise and I give you thanks today in Jesus name I pray and everybody said amen God bless you take your seats thank you take your seats amazing amazing wow <laughs> well it's good to be back uh, You don't say if you shout, I can't talk. So please be seated. Thank you for your nice welcome. And uh, I don't know how many Saturdays have I missed? Like two, four. Are you sure? Were you counting? So four, four Saturdays. Okay. So where was I? Two of them, two of them weddings, and the other one. Train strike. No, the wedding. Yes. I don't think train strike will stop me. <laughs> By the grace of God. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think two two weddings. And then then there was a Saturday that was in where was I? I was in Switzerland. And then there was there's three. 
Three Saturdays. Yes. There's three Saturdays. It's not four. It's three. Okay. Do you accept it? Pastor Andrew, please. Do you accept that it's three? It's not four. Do you all accept it's three? Okay. How many of you think it's four? Tanya, will you remember the fourth one then? You're not too sure. It feels like a long time. Is it okay? So it's three. Three feels long. Three is long enough. Yes. So it's three. Because we can't find the fourth one. So it must be. It must be three. It must be three. Yes. Unless before the wedding there was one that's missing. Ah, before the wedding there was one that is missing. That's true. No. No. Really? Oh, so where was I? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's the same. So, three. I mean, yes. Are you accepting three? How many of you are accepting three? Yeah, some of you are still not accepting it. How many of you think it's four? So, what, when was the fourth one? It's not by feelings. Facts. Facts. So as for if we go by feeling, if it feels like 52 weeks, isn't it? It feels like 100 Saturdays. And then, yes. But I think it's three. I think it's three. It's three, isn't it? Yes. But Sandra has accepted three. So, have you all accepted three now? Okay. Amazing. So. So that's what it is. Two weddings, two weddings, and then, um, yeah, a camp in France, and then a service in um, Switzerland. That's it. So, so I'm back. I'm, I'm back, and I'm happy to see you. <laughs> yes. So it's good to see all of you. And um, what else do we have to say? We are back, and we are happy, isn't it? And we are blessed. It's good to see all of you. So, have people started coming back to school? You started, okay. You started, so that, like those of you who were around, you are happy you stayed around, isn't it? Yes, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. You've been fed well, isn't it? You've been overfed. But um, we are blessed to be here. I'm happy to be here. And to be back. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. And um, I don't know why I feel there's something I have to tell you, but it's not coming. Yes. <laughs> Forgive. Yes. So if I remember, I'll say it. As now, it's like I should preach, so I have to preach. Yes. Mm. Do you like Ephesians chapter? I'm, I'm going to start sharing with you from where's my book? From preparation of the gospel. Okay, yes, so I'll be sharing with you from preparation of the gospel. Um, today I'm sure we'll just look at something briefly and quickly, and then we'll continue by the grace of God next time we meet. Okay? <laughs> Forgive. Forgive. Okay, that's like next Saturday. Okay. In case you think I'm speaking in parables. No, I'm not speaking in parables. That's next Saturday. Next Saturday is when we meet, isn't it? Yes. I think next week is supposed to be a later service. 
Okay, 6 p.m. So 6 p.m. on the dot, you start. Okay, make sure there are no delays. Are you going to come later than 6? You look like you are going to come later. Okay. Okay, so 6 o'clock. Okay, so Ephesians chapter 6. Have you found Ephesians chapter 6? Verse 10 says that finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How many of you like to be strong in the Lord? And in the power of his might. Yes, you have to be strong in the Lord. Okay, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Are you sure the base is zero? Check it. Check it. Make it even zero, zero. Okay. Verse 15. Is it verse 15? Which verse are we on? 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins get about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel which is the title of our book the preparation of our book so you can see where the verse the the title originated from okay in case you've missed your way and you don't know i mean what's the preparation of the gospel it says that and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit which is the word of god praying always with all prayer and supplication the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints Okay, so here we see um, again in them verse, where's our verse which says the preparation of the gospel? Verse 15, which says that, and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel, which brings, which brings our subject to four, which is um, preparation of the gospel and the subject or the topic of being prepared or preparing which is one of the essential things we must learn and we must develop in our um, Christian lives and our Christian walk to know how to prepare or what it means to prepare, what it means to prepare and the art of preparation because you need to be in a state of readiness if you are going to take far and advance with the ministry of the gospel do you understand if you are going to if you are going to be ready to spread the gospel how many of you would like to be gospel preachers preachers of the gospel if you don't want what, what, what do you want to be hairdressers okay so this 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 a message in case in case you don't know this is a message to all christians that all Christians must have these things in place. One of them is the preparation of the gospel. That is, be ready 
be ready, be prepared to share the gospel, to preach the gospel, and to have the ministry of sharing the gospel. You must be prepared and you must be ready. So what does it mean to prepare? And that is what, that is what we're going to go through, the different meanings or implications of prepare what it means what it means to prepare turn your bibles to proverbs 24 and verse 27 which says that prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself in the field and afterwards build thine house in other words in other words it's preparation which is usually done away from the actual action spot or activity uh, world which which helps you which helps you to make a proof a proof that you are ready it says that like, make make it fit for thyself in the field prepare outside and then on the field you'll be okay is that is that good to write an exam you only have uh, how long are your how long is the average exam two hours that's very short i had an average of three hours why is it two hours for you? That's not fair. Yes. I hardly ever, I hardly ever wrote an exam that was less than three hours. Yes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think which exam was less than three hours. If it's less than three hours, then there's a, there's a problem. Or oh, it's not a serious exam. Yes. Yeah. My average exam was three hours. Yes. Three hours. I mean, you're going, you, go, you go in at 9 a.m., you finish at 12. Yes. Go to 9 a.m. 9 a.m. finish at 12. 9 a.m. finish at 12. 9 a.m. finish at 12. It was, it was the norm. It was the norm. So when you finish them and you get back, you get back to your accommodation, you're just going to sleep. Yes. Nobody should worry you. Nobody should come and ask you how it went. Yes. Anyway. So you see that you have, you have two, you are saying two hours. Wow. I wish I had two hour exams. You have three hours. You have a three-hour window to prove that you have prepared all the things you have prepared, all the things you've spent the whole, the entire semester that you've been going for, lectures, doing everything. You have three hours to prove that you have prepared and prepared well. And sometimes you see that the three hours, it, it reveals, it reveals that, yes, you could have done better. Yes. And sometimes with the three hours also reveals that you have really prepared. Yes. How many of you have gone, you realize that, look, you have, re- you have even over-prepared. Yes, it's like, look, it's not, it's not as bad as I thought. Yes. And many of you have also gone, you realize that, look, that, that all your years that you've been, all the months and weeks, you could have done better. How many of you have been there too? Yes, you could have done better. Uh-huh. Yes. So preparation, I'm just using as an example for you to discuss that preparation is a very, very, very important thing in your, in, in your life. That's why before people marry, we, we do counseling. Yes, counseling is actually supposed to be for six months. Yes, it's supposed to be for six months. Yes, I counsel, even that six months, if you ask me how long it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be for a year. Yes, when I, when I look at the size of it, if those things are to be taught properly, and people will accept it and do it and practice and live what is being taught. You need about a year of constant, constant talking to, constant talking to. Because there, there are some things that you even need to, you even need to think through it well. 
whether you want it and whether you understand marriage. Because people treat marriage like, I mean, they think marriage is like um, something that is not marriage. David Benson, are you there? Yes. So, so you, you need you people. So you see, we take our time and prepare. We really take our time and prepare. It's not something to be rushed through. So when you start, when you, if when you're a counselor, anytime you try marriage counseling, when you're a counselor, as soon as you start talking, you will see that somebody is not ready. Yes, you will see, you will see that, you know, I was, I was, I was, um, okay, forget about what I was thinking. But some, some, of, some of the people, when you start talking to them, you will see that this guy, this guy, who is so besotted over this lady, he's going to suffer. Yes, he's really going, he's really going to suffer. It's really because she needs more time to be coached and trained. So some, some of them have a mind as though it's, it's the same beloved thing. So we're just going to be beloved. We're going to be eating in Nando's, eating in um, Zizi, eating in... Um, yes, I mean, eating in all those. They feel, they feel that's what it is. They don't, they, don't even realize, they don't even realize that even as beloved, they've been going out, let's say, once a month or once every other week. It's not, it's not registered that now it's going to be a daily life. And someone's life, what he does, now depends on you. What he's going to eat every day depends on you. You see, the room has become quiet. Yes. That what someone is going to eat every day. Jonathan, don't you eat every day? Do you eat every day or you eat... How, how, often, how often do you go out with your beloved like for a meal somewhere? Um, maybe like once or twice a month. Yeah, once or twice a month. So do you eat once or twice a month? So can you imagine that in her head, you eat once or twice a month, which is the outside eating. And the rest you are fasting. Because you look like you are living a fasted life. Yes. Yes. So you see that if it's not spelt out, the way I'm spelling it out, someone is living in dreamland. Someone is deluded. I mean, you think about it, a, 20, a 22-year-old girl or 23-year-old girl, what does she know? She doesn't know anything. She's been, she's been in her father's house or mother's house, wherever she's um, uh, resurrected from. She's been in there. She's been there. She's been in school. She just graduated. He's graduated. Go and see her, her room that she graduated out of. There's no order there. There's no organization. There's nothing there. But she's just, she's just a girl. Yes. 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 Sometimes people don't know that you are children. Yes. Mm. That you are children. Be happy and be happy when you are called children. Okay. Be happy so that you can be helped. Don't say that. I'm not. I'm a grown-up. The fact that the fact that you've accidentally <laughs> I don't I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. You did you did accidentally. I don't want to remind you about it. So yes. the fact that you've accidentally had some experiences. Look, I'm also a gentleman. You have also been, but you want me to say big, big things. The fact that you've accident, you've accidentally, you've had some problems accidentally, you understand, or falling into sin accidentally, doesn't mean that you are grown up. 
You're a child. <laughs> sit down. Go ahead, sit down. Mm, yes. Yes. Have you not had some accidental problems? Yes. Yes, because of your accidental hiccups. Says PA. You know, accidental hiccups. You feel you're... But you're, you're, you're 22 years old. 23. How old are you? 21. 20. Yeah, I mean 20. 20 with edges. What, what, what else is there? <laughs> 20. <laughs> I mean 20. I mean 20. Yes. And you see, you know, look what I'm t- saying to you. Is that, look, be happy. Be happy when someone sees you as a child or a child to help you to counsel. Be happy. Don't say that. Don't say. No. So you will see. What I'm saying to you that when you look at these children, these children who are of age, of age to move on. But the person doesn't know much. The person needs to be trained. How many of you already, without even me saying much, you know that you need training? You need to be coached. Yes, you be coached on so many fronts and so many things. To be told, do this, be like this, don't do this. You say that you need training. Yes, that is preparation. You need to be prepared. So being prepared, being prepared, it's a very, very vital thing in your life. As you're growing, as you're coming, you need to be prepared for everything. For everything, for everything, for different things. I can give, I can give you reasons why uh, you must be prepared. I can read through it for you right now. Do you want to hear it? Okay. I'll, re- I'll read through it very quickly and show you why, why preparation is, why you need to be prepared. Okay. Why preparation? Preparation gives you an advantage over someone who has not prepared. Yes. Two. The more you prepare, the more efficiently you can manage problems and overcome obstacles that will definitely arise. Definitely. 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 Definitely exams will come. So the more you postpone preparing, studying, you know, preparing yourself, the more you postpone and you, now you have two weeks to exams and you start. You see that someone who has, who has had a more of a consistent lifestyle or a consistent study lifestyle is more prepared than you and is better off. Because people like to leave it to the last minute. How many of you like leaving things to the last minute? Yeah, it's not good. Mm. Okay, so the more you prepare, the more efficiently you can manage problems and overcome obstacles that will, def- that will definitely arise. Three, preparation helps you to prevent anxiety and worry. Yes. So you see that those who leave things to the last minute, you, they usually crash. They have all sorts of problems. Because sometimes you don't think, you, they can't imagine the volume of work they have to do. They keep thinking that, oh, is there some two-week work or three-week work? And then they start, they start, it's like, it's two weeks, and let me start preparing. They realize, no, no matter what you do, two weeks is not enough. Two weeks is not enough. And then anxiety sets in. Anxiety sets in. Depression. Hyper, hyper confusion. Yes. Panic attacks. It's like you're standing in the middle of the night. You keep looking at what you haven't done. And you are, you are making it worse and worse. How many of you have done that before? Uh-huh. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Yes. I collapsed once in school. But but I, co- I collapsed I collapsed onto my bed. <laughs> what happened was that. What happened was I came from there. I had I had an, let's say I had an exam I had an exam the following day. An exam the following day. So I just come from the library and I said I would just need to give myself a power nap. You know, a power nap. And then I'll go. The exam was the following day, I think nine AM or one of those early morning things. So this is around this is around three PM. There's a day before 3 p.m. So I slept. I slept like a baby. Power nap. Then when I woke up, I got confused because the sun was still out. So I said to myself, I've slept the following morning. So I panicked and I just fell onto the bed. I passed out. Oh, yes, I passed out completely on the bed. Yes. Because I said to myself, How? How did I sleep this much? That the passing out was for a short time. It wasn't real passing out. I passed out of it. And I came back. When I came back, I looked at the time. It was only like 5 p.m. So I've slept for like two, two hours. Yes. And I said, I said, yes, bring it on now. <laughs> yes. I felt, I felt confident. But look, I was, my, my heart, my heart raised out of my heart. It passed through my stomach and into my head and I passed out. No, I was, I, I was really scared. Because, because when you wake up, when you sleep and you wake up, it means you've gone through the night and the morning. That was what my mind was telling me. I've gone through the night and the morning. I couldn't remember when I went to bed. I said, no, what have I done? What I, and there was no one around to ask, what is the time? I just, I just, I fell, I actually fell. I fell onto the bed. Because I jumped up immediately. So I'm sure there was no blood flow to the brain. So just, I just passed out. And then I woke up again. I looked for my watch. I said, what's the time? I said, five o'clock. So then I started working it out. Five o'clock. It can't be. I couldn't have slept through the night to 5 p.m. I mean, that's bad. I mean, that would have been bad. That would be bad for a young man. A young man of my age. I said, five p.m. And I said, oh, I just came to bed two hours ago. I won't be surprised if I slept some more. <laughs> yes. Yes. So preparation helps you to overcome what anxieties, isn't it? Anxieties and worries. And then number four, preparation prevents failure in any mission. That's when Benjamin Franklin says that by, by failing to prepare, you prepare to fail. And so, so I'm, I'm just giving you this quick, quick reasons, um, for preparation okay so today i really want to tell i'll give you one of the meanings of preparation okay so to prepare is to lay a foundation to prepare is to lay a foundation what time is this service supposed to end look speak the truth and shame the devil seven okay so I have a little bit of time. Okay. Oh, yes. So to prepare is to lay a foundation. So the foundation that you lay and the foundation that you have 
is your preparation. It's your preparation. And your preparation. And we're talking, we're talking, you know this church, we, we're talking about the ministry. When I'm talking about anything I'm talking about is the ministry before, before your food and your exams and your um, beloved doses. And we just, I just use those things to wake you up. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. You understand? But lay a, lay a foundation for the ministry. You understand? Schools are about, school is about to reopen, isn't it? So we need a, you need a foundation to be effective in your witnessing and yes. your shepherding. And you're leading people to Christ and leading souls to Jesus. How many of you are determined that you will lead 10 souls to Christ? Yes. And you have God will give you 10. Amen. Yes. There will be 10 people that you will lead to Jesus. Amen. You know, you know, watch them waste, waste away. Waste away. Because people, now people are planning. You know, people are planning to come and, come and uh, um, establish themselves in, into hell. To go to hell, like they are, to go to hell, they are really planning. They're really planning. Satan and his demons are also excited. How many of you, when you were, when you were coming, you were coming to school, you said, "Look, your freedom has come. Freedom day, freedom day, freedom day." And then these, and then these annoying first love people came and caught you. And how many of you are happy that they came for you, even though that was not your plan when you were coming? Yes. So, just as the same thoughts and feelings you had when you were coming, there are others who are also coming, who have the same thoughts and same feelings, same mind, same plans. So, you, God is going to use you to intercept, intercept every plan that the devil has for them. Yes, because people's lives are going to be wasted if we leave them in the hands of the devil. So, we have to prepare ourselves to intercept Every plan that Satan has against someone. How many of you say that you had you had plans, but these annoying first love people intercepted? Yes. Same. There are many more. Many more coming. Many more, many more, many more, many more, many more coming. That you God is oh sit down. Sit, sit, sit. Sit so we can see we're still in church. You, you understand? So what are we saying? Prepare, isn't it? And I was telling you, just as, just as you also had plans, you had plans to be a bad boy and a bad girl to enjoy. You had plans to enjoy. You were coming, you were coming away from mommy, away from dad, away from all those annoying people. You were really coming to enjoy life. And you know what you call enjoyment, isn't it? Drinking, partying, and sex. That's what you had planned to come and do. You chose, you chose Birmingham. It was far from home. Far. How many of you chose Birmingham deliberately? Because it was far from home. Nobody will see you. Yes. Far. Yes. Three hour journey. And you know, when you look at your mom, she will never come. And when, you, when you look at your dad, the way he likes money. Working hours for money. He has his morning job, evening job. You know, there's no way he'll sit on the train and come to Birmingham for. I mean, it's like how? I mean, yes, never take time off. The only thing you get from him is is a text. How, how are you? How are you? Study hard, okay? Study hard. Study hard and do well, okay? And then, did you arrive? 
And then your mother will also be saying, I'm praying for you. Have you eaten? Have you eaten? I'm praying for you. And you are thinking to yourself, oh, mommy, is it food that I need? Have you? You have no idea where I am. Yes. And then these first love people, these first love people came. Yes, but it was actually God who sent them to you. It's God who sent them to you. It's God, even though you thought these annoying first love people. But it was God who was sending them to save you. And how many of you are happy that they came to you? You are so happy that they came. These first love people came. Yes, these first love people that they came. Sit down, sit down so I can see those who are sitting. Yes. So, in preparation, preparation means to lay a foundation. So, as you are also becoming determined, determined to intercept arrows. A plants that the enemy has for people's lives. Someone's 18 year old. Someone's 18 year old. Is planning to come and ruin his life. And ruin her life. But God is preparing you. God is preparing you to intercept. Do you understand? Intercept. That they may be saved. That they may be saved. That they will have a better life. I mean, how about you think you have a better life now? Hmm, a better life. A good life. I also think you have a better life and a good life. Yes. Thank God. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the church. You know, you, you, you remember how often, how often you were invited before you came? Yes. They tried. Somebody tried. Someone never gave up on you. Kept inviting you. Kept telling you come. Kept telling you come. Maybe you even came. 20 minutes to the service, then you just walked out. Like, oh, look, I'm not into these things. I don't like these things. Then you came again. And then you say, you don't know why you came again. It's the power of God. It's God that, it's God that who is trying to save you. God who is trying to save you. How many of you have tried to backslide before? You couldn't backslide. You tried. You couldn't backslide. You tried. Yes. 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 Try. Sometimes you try. It's like it's like you are trying. It's like this. I, I don't want it. I don't want it. It's not working at all. But you see that you can't. You don't want it, but God wants you. Yes. Mm-hmm. God wants you. God likes you. God loves you. God is thinking about you. And God has a plan for you. A plan for you. A plan. A plan for you. God has a plan for you. A beautiful plan for you. So God is preparing you. That's why I chose. That's why I chose this. Book. I chose this book. I said, no, this book would be a good book for um, the Astonites. Yeah. Yes, It'd be a good book for them. Preparation of the gospel. So we prepare ourselves. We are going to prepare ourselves. So that God can use us because God is going to use you. Next, not just not just for this year. Next year, ten years to come, twenty years to come. You will be ready and well prepared for the ministry, for the work of the ministry. That is called preparation of the gospel. That you have been prepared, you are ready. So sit down. The first one, the first thing is to prepare is to lay a foundation. Psalm, Psalms, Psalms 11 and verse 3. You know the book of Psalms is right in the middle of the Bible. It says that if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The answer is nothing. Yes. When, you, when your foundations are destroyed or you don't have a foundation, you can't do much. You can't do anything. Without a foundation, you can't do anything. Any subject, any language, 
anything that you do, there's always, there's always the foundational steps or the foundational aspect. Before you learn any language, what do you learn first? The alphabets in that language. You learn the alphabet. You need to know, you need to know the basics. The foundation of that thing. Everything has a foundation. So without, if the scripture is asking, if the foundations are destroyed or if the foundations are removed, what can the righteous do? The righteous can do nothing. The righteous can do nothing. There's nothing that you can do without the foundations. So your foundations need to be in place all the time. And you have to pay attention to the foundations. But the foundations are the fundamentals and they are the basics. Which sometimes you can overlook and feel it is nothing. But it is, it is everything. It is everything. Without foundation, you can, you, how, what do you build on? What do you build on? That's what I said. A 22, 24-year-old says she is going to get married. What does she know? It will be, it will be irresponsible on the part of that church or minister is going to officiate it. Not to prepare that little girl who is only into her. Hey. How long is her hair? Yes, that's what she's into. You don't prepare and make that person aware. Aware of the things of the things that make up a working and successful marriage. Yes. Look at a, a, a lovely queen who just passed away. You know, she's been married for over 70 years. Not lived though, married for over 70 years. How did she stay in that marriage for 70 years? How was she there for 70 years? I mean, how was she there for 70 years? She must, she must have been given a certain foundation. Yes. And she must have believed in God. Yes. She must have been given a foundation. But this thing that you're going, this is what you build on. Yeah. Marriage alone is over 70 years. That's marriage. Not life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Crossing 70 with ease in marriage. Yes. May you also cross 70 with ease. But that is why you need a foundation. And you have to pay attention to it. Because what are you going to build on? Can you imagine this building without a foundation? Look, it will, not, it will not be a good experience. It will not be a good experience for us. If this thing had no foundation. It will not be a good experience for us. We, you, don't, you don't even want to know. You don't even want to know. Every course starts off. Even though they, they'll say that you must have had this grade. You know, they use, they use, the, they use the requirements. To assess your foundation. Wow. Yes. That's why you see that the more serious the course is, they will tell you that if you have in this subject, if you don't make this grade, don't come. No, imagine you write an exam. Imagine you write an exam and you get 60%. It means that you don't know 40% of that subject. Wow. Yes. You don't know 40% of that subject. 40% of it you are lost. Yes, yes. But when you look at it at 60%, you say you've done well. You say you've done well. Yes. Mm. But if I tell you that this doctor 
that is going to perform this surgery on you. When you wrote an exam in surgery on this particular thing, had how many percent do you want to have? He had 60 percent. It means that within he's about to do 40 percent of it. He's not sure. And he doesn't know. So you will see that some of the courses, the pass mark is raised. It's raised to 70. 70 percent. It's like you must have seven, you must have 70 or you have been passed. Means that means that you must really it means that you must do seven out of ten things. So it means that just three out of ten things that you don't know. And pray that that three out of ten will not apply to you when you meet that professional. Because if he doesn't know, he actually doesn't know. Yes, he can't help you. He can't help you. He doesn't know. So you see that the foundation is very important. Before you before you are admitted into it, you, you check what is your history? What type of grades did you get? Oh, you, you never you never you never did chemistry, then don't come. You never did history, then don't come. Okay, you did history, but you didn't get an A grade, then don't come. Foundation. Foundation. So what about your Christianity? What about the soul of man? If you are going to handle the souls, souls of men, then you need a good foundation. You must have a good, solid Christian foundation to do well as a Christian. So, six foundations you must have. Number one. Number one is the foundation of repentance. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1. You need a foundation of repentance. In the ministry and in your Christian, you need this foundation. The foundation of repentance. It says that therefore, leaving the principles of the, of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on, on to perfection. Another word for perfection is maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from the dead. From, from, sorry, the foundation of repentance from dead works. So it means that you must, you must have that foundation of repentance from dead. Because you can't keep laying a foundation when you have reached, when you have reached the seventh floor. Nobody lays foundation on the seventh floor. Because he's talking about, let us go on unto, mat- unto maturity. So it means that we have built up. So when you reach that point, it's, we are not now coming to come down from the seventh floor and go under the building and say, we're going to lay a foundation. Hence the saying, how are the mighty fallen? That is how come you hear people who appear, appear to be advancing in the faith and then suddenly there's a third. There's no foundation. There's no foundation. The foundation of repentance from sin is not there. So when you talk about repentance, we talk about repentance from sin. Change your ways. You have to change your ways. You can't, you can't combine the two. Sin a bit, ministry a bit. Sin a bit, God a bit. No, you know, you can't. It says that you it to move on, to move on. To move on. That's not the time to be laying the foundation from dead works. So when you see people whose life is riddled. 
with sin, mistakes, as they are moving on, as they advance. Maybe the person is even a pastor, a minister, a shepherd, advancing. The, the life is riddled with sin. This is the problem. The foundation is not there. The foundation of repentance. Foundation of repentance. Foundation of repentance. The person never repented from their sins and their evil ways. Yes. Never repented from it. Never left it. Put it on pause. But did not repent. Did not repent. I hope you can understand my language. Did not repent. Because repentance is different from putting something on, on, on the back burner. Mm. So, let me give you signs of repentance. Yes, so that you know, you, because you need to know when they repent, what does it mean? And I'm saying you need the foundation of repentance from your sins and from your dead works. As soon as we start discussing with you again your old sins and your old difficulties, you are a new convert. A new convert. The foundation of this building is under the building, it's not on the roof. Neither is it part of the block work, it's under the building. So if if we are building, we think that we are building, you've gone up, and then now we have to discuss your old things. It means we have to go under, we have to go to your beginning. That is, where, that is what you reduce yourself. You reduce yourself to a beginner, to a baby. Wow. baby, baby. And that happens when there is no repentance. The word is repentance. John the Baptist came preaching repentance. Yes, that's what he's supposed to say. Repentance. Repent. Repent. To repent means to make a U-turn. Are you there? Repent. Make a U-turn. Make a U-turn. When the, when the foundation of repentance is absent, it's not there. Then you see people keep going back to it. Keep going back to it. They keep going back to things. And that is, you see, and that is your disqualification. That's your disqualification from advancing in the things of God, from advancing in the gospel and the ministry of the gospel. Because the foundation of repentance is not the second Corinthians chapter seven. The foundation of, of repentance is not it's not about being perfect. It's not about perfection. It's about moving away from dead works and moving away from your old sins. Yes. You can't, you can't carry on. Which, which, which I discover most, most, not I can't say most people, some people do. They move on with it. Especially charismatics. When they receive gifts, you see, gifts, gifts are very colorful and beautiful. What's a gift? That's a gift. You don't work for it. You don't fast for it. It's a gift. So it makes, it makes you beautiful. It makes you attractive. It makes you, it makes you look powerful. But you are not powerful. What you have is a gift. You have received a gift. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't justify 
your strength in the Lord and how deep you are in the Lord, it testifies or says that you belong to God. So you receive. So He has given you a gift. He's giving you a gift. Giving somebody a gift doesn't doesn't mean that the person is anything. Maturity is seen from fruits. So that's why you see somebody has a gift, but the fruits are foul. He's speaking in tongues, but his fruits are still the old things. Because he received a gift, but maturity is missing. There's no maturity. So that's why Jesus said, you will know a tree by its fruits, not by its leaves. Or not by its gifts. You know a tree by the fruits. By the fruits. The fruits you bear is, is who you are. The fruits you bear is who you are and what you are. That's who you are. Not the gifts that you have. Of gifts, people have gifts. Then all these people who play all these instruments, then they are very powerful. Because singing, playing instruments, it's gifts. It's a gift that you have. That's what the scriptures say. Beauty is vain. Which exam did you write to become beautiful? Which exam? Which exam did you write to have to have the shape, the size, the size, and the sizes of things that you have that you feel so cool about? What exam did you write? You didn't do anything about it. God gave it to you. You don't even know how you inherited it from your mother. Who got it from your grandmother? Yeah, it's not. It's not. You've you've done so. You see that a shallow thinking person credits people highly for their beauty. But beauty is not evidence of even intelligence. So you see, beautiful girl, you can't even hold a conversation with her. You even start, you just start talking about, oh, do you know that we've lost the question? She said, eh, did she die? Yes. You try, you, try, you try to talk to her about Russian aggression. Say, eh. eh is, there, is there president? Is, is he choleric? But she's beautiful. She's beautiful. She has all the statistics. But it is nothing, it is nothing to credit anyone for. Because the person didn't work for it. If you really want something to credit for, even ask her, what job do you do or what course are you studying? Then you actually know who you are talking to. Which course are you studying? Or what job do you have? Then at least you can even say that by the, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, she has studied and passed some exams. But not, not vital statistics. How do you use vital statistics to assess someone to them? This person is such a wonderful person to spend the rest of your life with because of vital statistics which, which are subject to time. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 7. Are you still in church? Is your mind also here? And your soul? Okay. Second Corinthians chapter 7. Let's read from verse 9, okay? It says that, Now I rejoice, 
Not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. I'm explaining repentance to you. I say the foundation of repentance. I'm trying to use the verse to explain repentance to you, like the signs of repentance or the manifestations of repentance. So he said that I rejoice, not that you were made so. Sorry is like to be sad and to be depressed. You understand? How many of you, after church, sometimes you felt very, you felt very bad and low? It's like, you know, the message really, it's like the message really hit, it hits you, it hits you from the wrong angle. Mm-hmm. So as you're going home, you, you felt, you felt, you felt like a lemon. Yes, you felt like a lemon. Yes. Yes. So he's saying that. I am not happy. I'm not happy that you were made to feel sorrow. But if the sorrow continued to repentance, that is, it, will, it has made you change, then yes, we can talk. Not just that you, 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 you have this lemony feeling as you are going home. You don't want to talk to anybody. You've turned your phone off, enter your room, close the door. You don't want to talk to anybody. And then, and then in the morning you wake up, then you continue in your old ways. No. He said that, but that you sorrow to repentance. For you were made sorry after a godly manner. <laughs> Do you understand? Maybe you were, you were told off for godly reasons, good reasons. Yeah. Nothing personal. Yeah. That you might receive damage by us in nothing. Hey, verse 10. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. You will never regret your salvation. Amen. Mm. May the Holy Spirit speak to you. Amen. But he says that, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. That is sadness, depression of the world. It leads to death. Sorrow from, sorrow, godly sorrow. Worketh salvation that would lead, worketh repentance that would lead to your salvation. Verse 11 says that, For behold, this self same thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you. It means that it made you, it made you self criticize, self analyze. It made you make steps and decisions to clean yourself up. To tidy your life up. So he said, what carefulness it wrought in you. Because before you were quite careless. How do I know you were careless? The things I called accidents. Brother. Yeah, the, accident, the number of accidents. The number of accidents. And the different types of places you've had accidents. And people you've, you've collided with. I think you understand my para, par, parables. Yes. Yes. Today I'm also a gentleman. I feel like being a gentleman today. I'm always a gentleman, but today, yes, me too. I feel like okay, I feel like sounding mature. <laughs> what carefulness. So anybody who has repented, you said the person has become now careful and cautious in dealing, especially in areas that you know of your weakness. That this is this thing. If you take me to I'll slip. I'll slip. If you know drinking is your problem, you don't go near a pub or an off license. 
Because you know what you come out with in your back pocket. So you become, you become careful when people, even when people are joking about some things, it's like for you, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. You don't watch some movies. Depending on the problem that you have. You don't watch, you don't give yourself to some things. You don't apply yourself to some things and expose yourself to some things. Depending on the type of problem that you have. You'll be very, very, so you say, what carefulness it wrought in you. Are you with me? Then, yea, what indignation. What indignation. <laughs> when, when, when you don't see, when you don't see indignation in you concerning some things, you should know that repentance perhaps is not showing. Yes. <clears throat> It's, it's, it's amazing when I see people flirting, flirting in areas and zones where they fell. Yes. Number two is the foundation of being a man of faith. Okay. Yes, the foundation of being a man of faith. Your faith is what will make you witness to people. It what will make you say, look, I'm going witnessing. I'm going witnessing. I'm going to talk to this person. This person will give, this person will give his life to Christ. This one will give their life to Christ. Yes. You see all these people who are coming out. When you, when you stop them, when you say, excuse me, you stop them, they'll think that you have other ideas. Because they themselves have an agenda. So they are waiting. They are so eager for you to stop them. They are so eager for you to say, excuse me, I want to talk to you. They think, that, you know, by the time they've done the, the edges all the way to their chin. When you stop, they'll feel like, oh yeah, he's seen, he's seen my edge. Yes. These ones that will wait me, will want you to say, excuse me, like three times. Excuse me. She's not in a hurry. She said, excuse me. The third season is such a But you see, you are loaded with power and the word. You are coming by faith. That the word of God will convert, will convert the soul. This soul will be converted. She's going to have the shock of her life. That as cool as I am, I have no appetite for her. As cool as I am. Oh, her, her hip, hip swaying will disappear. She'll stand straight and say, yes, pray with me. Yes, I want to pray. Yes. Will you come to the, yes, I'll come. Where's the church? Just across the road, let's go. You come. You'll see, they'll come to church. Be a man of faith. Step out in faith and do something for God. Do something in the name of God. Step out and do something in the name of God. Hebrews chapter 6. I haven't showed you the verse. Let's read the verse. Then. It looks like today I can only do two points. Yes. Next week we'll do the other foundations. Are you okay with that? Okay. It says again that therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go into the perfection. Laying out again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith 
toward God. The other foundation is the foundation of faith toward God. Faith. That you have faith. That you believe in God. And faith without works is dead. So why are your works? Why are your works? Why haven't we seen you in the town center witnessing by yourself? You are alone, but you are standing there, you are witnessing. You, or maybe you have another friend. Why have you and your friend and you are witnessing? The witnessing. As people are shopping to come and have a good time. That God is using you to show them to buy the right things. Why have we not bumped in you, into you? That you are witnessing. You are there, you are witnessing. Witnessing, you have you have a stack of books on how to be born again. When you are sharing it, you have bought you have bought fifty how to be born again. You you have bought it yourself with your own money, and you are sharing it for people to be saved. Why haven't we seen that? Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Where's your revenge? Where's your vengeance on the enemy for what he's made you do? The vengeance, vengeance. What is it? Maybe some of you know from things you've been through. If you meet Satan, you hold him by the throat. If if he has a throat, yes. How many of you agree with me that you hold him by the throat and see you? Yes. I'm showing you the throat that you can use. Yes. Go and witness. He won't like it at all. He won't like it at all that you woke up this morning. You are stepping out in faith. To go witnessing. You are stepping out in faith. That you are saying from today. I'm going to be a basenta leader. I'm going to carry souls to church. I'm going to carry souls. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like such things. He's very happy when you are a nominal Christian. Normal guy walking around. Going and coming and doing nothing. He's comfortable with that. And especially when you start making requests for places that you feel that, can I go back there? Then he knows that, oh, yes. Then you know, he, he's really sitting on the neck of this, of this twerp. Mm-hmm. Yes. When he sees you, you can't control your phone, you can't control your iPad, you can't control your laptop. Yes. It's all soaking in messages. Look at what you are doing. Mm. Look at what you are doing. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Did you receive your healing? Okay. Thank you, please. So, man of faith, do you want one more uh, foundation? It's the foundation of baptisms. You said the next one talks about the doctrine of baptisms. There are three baptisms. First baptism, we see in Mark 16, 16, that's water baptism. Are you happy I'm giving you a last one? I can see some friends of mine smiling. I feel they are happy that I'm giving the third point or, or, or whatever there is. But smile is a good smile, isn't it? Yes. Smile is never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you happy in this church? Yes. Okay, so we have water baptism, then we have Holy Ghost baptism. Yes. That is baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's when you start speaking in tongues. 
need that. So you need water baptism. You need baptism in the Holy Spirit. All your members must speak in tongues. It's something you must check. Do you speak in tongues? The question you must ask, do you speak in tongues? It's a foundation. You need that foundation. Because there are times when you don't have anybody to talk to. You don't know where to go. All you have is the language of speaking in tongues so that you can edify yourself and build yourself up. Yes, you need to speak in tongues by yourself to charge yourself up. Because the Bible says, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. That is, builds himself up. You build up, you charge, you recharge. Since your batteries run low, you need to charge. How many of you, you wake up in the morning and you feel a little funny? Yeah, it just means that your battery is running low. When your phone battery is running low, you just put on the charger, isn't it? Uh-huh. You've not discovered that you have a charger. That's why you lie there and you start crying. Next time you wake up and you see that your battery is running low. How do you know? Because you feel, you feel too human. You feel, you feel, you feel, oh. Yes. How many of you have felt, oh. You feel like you. You went to bed feeling powerful. You came to church, you felt powerful. You were so recharged. But by the time you, you feel, oh, what's happening today? Yes. Next time that feeling comes, remember your phone. And your charger is You don't need to get out of the bed. Stay in the bed. You see, at the point, at the point when the charger, when it changes from, I think, yellow. No, red, yellow, and then green. When it gets to the green, spiritual green, you say, you feel like getting off the bed. When it gets to 100%, that's when you, you remember a song. Say, ah, I need to play this song. Ah, then your praises have entered into the house. Yes. Charge yourself. Edify yourself. So you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need that baptism to speak in tongues. And then the third baptism we have is 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Is that's when you are baptized unto a man of God. Yes. You see that it's not everybody's message and things that you enjoy. Yes. Oh, it's true. It's not everybody. It's not everybody who likes my preaching. Mm. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you, don't you don't understand my. You don't understand the point I'm making. Yes. It's not everybody. It's not everybody who likes. Preaching. It's not everybody who likes it. Everybody and what they like. Yes. But when you discover what you like, be baptized into it. Be baptized. Ba- baptist, baptist, baptism means immersed. Be fully immersed. Don't be partially immersed. When you are partially immersed in things, you don't get the benefits from it. Baptize yourself. Be in it properly. Be in it properly. Be in it properly. And we're all baptized. No, verse 1. Christian brother. It's a good verse, but let's start so we can all understand, okay? Moreover, brethren, I would, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. These are the experiences that they had as they were being led out of Egypt. 
They were all under the cloud. Because the cloud was, was guiding them. They had the pillar of light by night and the cloud by day. It was guiding them as they are moving. So they were all under the cloud. And then they all passed through the sea. These are the different experiences that they had. And then verse 2. Now we need your verse 2. And were all baptized unto Moses. In the cloud and in the sea. They were baptized unto Moses. In other words, they were given to Moses' leadership. Moses' teachings and instructions. They were baptized unto Moses. So you will discover in your Christian life that you need these three baptisms. You need the water baptism. You need the Holy Spirit baptism. And then we'll ask you, who is your shepherd? Who is your prophet? Who leads you? That's when Paul, that's what Paul wrote and said, that, follow me as I follow Christ. So when the person is following Christ, you follow. The person doesn't follow Christ, you don't follow. So as you are following your eyes on Christ, that's why we say, read your Bible every day. Have your quiet time. So you know what the Bible says. So nobody comes to you with gimmicks and with games and tells you things that are not biblical. Because you have to know the Bible for yourself. Man can never replace God. But God will always give you a man to follow. And after you are following that man, you follow as the man follows Christ. Baptized unto Moses. Baptized unto Moses. So you see, as you advance in ministry, people advance in ministry, you see that they are are baptized, they are baptized into a particular, or onto a particular man of God. His teachings, the the message that God has given to him. This scripture says that, and they, they, they were devoted to the apostles' doctrine. Doctrine means teaching. They were devoted, they were devoted to the thing that the apostles were teaching. 242, okay? Yes. They were devoted to it. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching. The doctrine, devoted to it. Whose teachings are you devoted to? And given to? You need that, you need that baptism to, so you can bat in the ministry. And flourish in the ministry. You need that. That could be the missing element. Because you are eating from everywhere. Eating from everywhere. You've tried every restaurant, including the empty ones. Did I ever tell you never to enter an empty restaurant? Yes. There's a reason why it's empty. Yes. 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 They continued steadfastly. In the apostles' doctrine, steadfastly. Other translation says they were devoted to the apostles' doctrine. Yes, they continued steadfast, that's unwavering with the apostles' teaching. Baptized unto their Moses. Baptized unto the teachings of the apostles. They were baptized into it. Not, nobody says that you can't, you can't read other things or listen to other things, but you will see that there's a particular thing that you are devoted to. Does your mother not cook a particular food in the house? Oh, yeah. Yes. She tries some other things, but there's, you know, no, you know that when she, she has a go-to food, definitely before the weekends, you see the matoke in the house. You see it. You see it there. You see it there. Because that was you tell that it's only, only 10 minutes I'll make it. Only give me 10 minutes, everybody will eat. Yes. Give me 10 minutes, everybody will eat just now. Yes. 
quick, quick, she will just uh, congeal. It will be congealed just now. Yes. 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 You see there. So you must have you must have your go-to prophet. The first one, even though I had tried bits here, there, here, there, here, there, but you know, this one. This one. Yes. This one. I was at a wedding reception once. I was sitting with my wife, with um, another senior, senior lady in the ministry. And food was being served. And she noticed that I was not eating. So she said, you two eat. To eat. I said, oh, no. She said, eat. Then you see, out of experience, she said, eat so that today when you go home, your wife can rest. Because so long as I have been eating, when you get home, I'll just say, but you were sitting at the table with me. You saw, the only thing I've drank is water, ice water. Do you expect him to go to bed? I have to eat. So, to the kitchen, honey. (laughs) 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 An experienced person will always know that some, there are people who they have what they eat. I don't like, I mean, I don't like, I don't like food that hasn't got any particular name on it. Food made for the masses. It doesn't work. Mm. He has no taste. Yes. Food made for everybody is, is tasteless. Yes. I like designer food. Custom made food. Yes. Custom made food. Yes. Food that when you are making, you are thinking about somebody. How the person likes it. Yes. Yes. No smoke flavored jollof and um, and, and peckham peckham drum, drumsticks. That were bought at 5 p.m. At half price. And fried for everybody at a wedding. Fried for everybody. Everybody. And I'm sitting there chewing it. And it's, and it's cold too. Cold Peckham drumsticks bought after 5 p.m. Fried, fried in oil that has been used to fry fish. Fried plantain, fly everything and they put the chicken to in it. When you bite it, you don't know that you are biting into plantain or biting into banana or biting it. You don't even know what you are eating. Different flavors. Yes. The sit there on the, on the Saturday because, because Steve has said that we should start eating now. Then I'm also eating it. I will not eat it. I will not eat it. I can't eat it. No, it is because I have my I have my go-to food. I have my go-to food. I'm telling you, hey, go-to food. I'm going for that food. As I'm sitting there, and I can see the pecan fried drumsticks. I know that no, this one is a disturbance. It's a food. It's a food. Yes. So you must have your real thing that you are baptized onto. Your messages, your books, your things that you know. This, this one is mine. This is, the, this is what I feed off. This is what I live off. I live off this one. This is my life. This is my life and my meal. This is my, this is my strength and my meal. This is what I live for. I live off. This is why I derive my strength and my encouragement. You must have that doctrine that you are devoted to. Devoted to it. They were all baptized unto Moses. Unto Moses. Ask your neighbor who is your Moses. 
And what has he been teaching? What has he been teaching you? I need to see. We need to see what he's been teaching you. What you've been learning. Sit down so I can tell you to stand up. So I was just giving you one pointer then. We are done. Yes. So, I think how many foundations have you got today? Oh, you got three? Not two. Yeah, you got three. Oh, it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad at all, isn't it? Yes. What's the first one? The foundation of repentance. And then number two is what? Ah, foundation of being a man of faith. I almost forgot about that one. Man of faith. To do things, to move out and do things for God. How many of you are going to do things for God? It's going to be a foundation for you. That's how you'll not be invited for those raves and those crazy things. Because your faith is your shield. That's what everybody sees. When you see a shield, sometimes the, the size of the shield, you can't see who is behind it. Yes. The shield tells you who you are. It covers you, represents you. Yes, represents you. Before they invite you, invite them. Yes, it's your shield. It's a shield for you. It's a protection for you. It's a pro- young lady, it's a protection for you. Before they tell you how beautiful you are, tell them how beautiful Jesus is. Yes. Yes, tell them how beautiful Jesus is. Before they tell you their experiences, tell them your experience with Christ. Yes. That's your shield. It's your shield. It's your shield. Don't never talk to you about nonsense again. Never, ever. Never, ever. Tell them first. First, speak. Be a man of faith. Speak and say, this is who you are and this is what you are. When you are playing music from your room, play uh, uh, music or message, play it loud so they can hear. This is what you listen to. When they knock on the door, don't turn, don't turn it off before you open the door. Leave it on and then you open the door. They stand in the doorway. So you see, you hear the message blaring in the background. Amen. Amen. Say yes. Uh-huh. Message. Say yes. Yes. Are you? I'm also, I'm, I'm Diana. Pleased to meet you. Yes. Invite them before they invite you. Yes. Be a man of faith. Are you going to be a man of faith? Are you going to be ashamed of the gospel? You're not going to be ashamed of the gospel. Okay, then stand to your feet and let's thank God. As we close up. Wow. And the third foundation was what? Foundation of baptisms. How many types of baptisms? One is what? Water. Two is what? Holy Ghost. Three is what? Mm, Baptized into your man of God. Unto your man of God. Unto your man of God. Three baptisms. You, you, are, you are very smart people. You remember everything. Remember everything. Yes. Thank God for today. Thank God for these foundations that you have heard. These foundations that you have received today. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your abundant help and your abundant grace, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the opportunity to prepare for the ministry. 
the ministry. Thank you for your beautiful presence. For your beautiful presence. For your beautiful presence, Lord. Thank you. Thank Him. Everybody thanking God. Everybody thanking God. Thanking God. Thanking God. Thanking Him. Thanking Him. Everybody thanking Him. Everybody thanking Him. For a blessed foundation. For a blessed foundation and a blessed life. Thanking Him. Thank 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 Him tonight. Thank Him tonight. Or somebody invited you to church this evening. But deep in your heart, you feel far from God. You don't have a relationship with God. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This evening, you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I'm empty without God. I'm empty without Jesus. Life is meaningless without Jesus. I need him. I want him in my life. I want this Jesus. I want this Jesus. I want this God. I want a relationship with God. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you are here like that, you say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a Christian. If you are here like that, you say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you very quickly. Just your right hand. Don't think about anybody. Don't think about your friend. Don't think about your anybody. Think about yourself. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. God bless you. I can see your hand. God bless you. I need Jesus in my life. I need God in my life today. I want him. I want a relationship with him. Just your right hand. Keep it up. I can see it. God bless you. What a blessing. What a blessing. You also want to join in. You also want to join in. I want you to be thinking about yourself. I want you to be thinking about yourself. If you drop dead today, tomorrow, heaven, will it be heaven or hell? Are you ready? Are you prepared? You want to be ready today. And say, God, I want to receive your love. I want to receive your mercy today. Thank you for saving me. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. I'll pray with you. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat and come out. Come right here. Come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus today, come. Come and let's pray together. Come. You can come with your friend. You can walk with your friend. Come. Come. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. You want to join us? Come now. Thank you. Thank you. There's something noisy there. Can you please correct it? Let's bow our heads and pray. My friend, yes, say this prayer with me. And the whole church, join us as we pray. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please have mercy on me. Now say it out loud. Say, I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And he rose up on the third day. Say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. 
Say thank you father For accepting me And for making me a child of yours Say thank you father For choosing me And for washing away my sins In Jesus name Amen God bless you Can you please receive this gift Yes Yes God bless you Clap for them as they go up Well I want you to ask the nearest person to you That Are you saved I want you to ask them that question Are you saved And if they say yes Tell them that Are you sure Are you sure Maybe the person is behind you In front of you To your left To your right Are you sure And if they are not sure Tell them that I'll walk with you I'll walk with you I'll walk with you To give your life to you Tell the person It's so important to you That they leave the service saved So ask, I'm waiting. If the person is not sure, come with that person. Anyone who is not sure of their salvation, walk with them. Walk with them. Walk with them to salvation. 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 Okay. Is there anybody or everybody around you is sure? We all safe. Everybody is safe. Safe and safe. Beautiful. Then let's take let's take our communion. Communion. Make sure you don't have communion lying on the ground. Okay, it, we pay with money. Don't waste it. Don't throw it all over the floor. Trampling underfoot. One man, one communion. Apart from the ones you want to smuggle out for flu prayer times. I know all the tricks I know all the tricks And I'm not I'm not criticizing you for it So I'm saying that apart from that one Yes, even though it's a smuggling I'm telling you that it's legalized I've legalized it so that you don't feel bad That you don't feel bad so At least you have How many of you have been taking communion for flow? Ah Yes Yes Yes, so Apart from your flow communion Make sure you don't leave communion Lying around Trampled underfoot So one here and then you need one for Tuesday And one for Friday Yes, so I know you always go home With two extra, I know it Yes, if I'm to stand at the door And go through your bag I'll always see extra Communion there For flow For flow for flow and when you have an interview and you are going out. Yes. 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 How many of you have been taking communion before you go for your interviews? Yes. Yes. Next time your beloved visits you to have communion. It will change the environment. You've been struggling too much. I know you've been struggling. Have communion. Let's just tell her that today I feel we should take communion. Blood of Jesus. Then when you finish, say you let prophet pray for you. Ah, nakapato Stand to your feet as we receive the communion. Father, thank you for your blessing this evening. We are so grateful for this opportunity we have to be in your presence, to receive the Lord's body.
and the blood of Jesus. May our bodies be healed. May our minds be healed. May our ways be healed. May we be blessed. May life be our portion. Thank you, Lord, that every negative thought and imagination is washed away by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for this blessing. In Jesus' name, the body of Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. and receive your blessing lift your hands for your blessing the Lord heal you I receive it and the Lord give you a good character the Lord bless you the Lord save you from fire somebody's house wants to catch fire this week you are delivered from that fire in the name of Jesus let the blessing of the Lord Cover you from every disaster, every accident, and every curse. You are set free from every scheme and plan of the enemy. Now the Lord lift up his face over your life. And the Lord keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance over your life and give you peace. Receive peace. Receive calmness. I command storms in your life to be calm now. Be calm. Be calm. Be calm. In the name of Jesus. I command enemies to wither and to vanish from your life forever. In the name of Jesus. Whatever mocks you, I see a mocker with green eyes. Whatever demonic power mocks you, laughs at you, scoffs at you and makes fun of you I curse it in the name of Jesus may the hand of the Lord keep you the hand of the Lord bless you and the hand of the Lord promote you and raise you up for promotion cometh not from the east or from the west but from the Lord the Lord lifts you on high the Lord give you humility in your promotion in the name of Jesus Christ and everyone said, Amen. God bless you all. Your club is very weak. Beautiful. You are covered for the week. What a blessing. What a blessing. Next week be here for renewal of your covering. Yes. Because I heard that the, the, the covering was for this week, isn't it? Yeah, so next week be here for renewal of your covering. There will be more covering. But you are blessed. May this week be a blessed week for you. May it be a very significant week for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.